movies, music, television, and more. This is entertainment. 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 Rebooted. Only on WZIP. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode, episode six of our review of the Netflix One Piece live action series. I am your host for the last couple of weeks. My name is Sava. I am joined, as always, by the two biggest One Piece fans that I could ever find and that are in the same room as me. On my left, I got Jeremiah. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Great to be back. It's good to be. It's good to be back, as always. And then to my right, I got Trey. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, sir. Decent day, day outside, so that's kind of reflecting my mood. I'm doing all right. Yeah, kind of. It's like middle. Right now, we're like in the middle of the semester. You know, it's like all right, midterms are coming. We're just like, oh, you know, yeah. we're hey, we're halfway through the semester, For and sure. we're over halfway through this series because yeah. we're on episode six. So, as per the usual, guys, we're gonna talk as much as we can about you know the show as an entirety, what we liked, what we didn't like, you know, without getting into spoilers. And then immediately after that, we're gonna go into spoilers. Uh, we're gonna focus one bit at a time. So we're going to talk, you know, spoilers and non-spoilers. We're going to talk about what we liked about the episode, what we didn't like about the episode. You know, you know the same old song and dance. So I'm just going to say this again. If you haven't watched the previous episode or listened to our previous episodes, put a pause right now, go watch the episode, go listen to our episodes, and then come on back here. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. With that out of the way, guys, episode six of One Piece, what do we think? Like overall thoughts? Because for me, I could go on for... A millennia about this episode <laughs> like the emotion the backstory the characters it i think was on par with the last episode which we raved about a lot so i want to get your guys thoughts turn it over to you guys i think last time or uh, last episode was very it was a lot of action and stuff and then this episode i feel like the characters uh showed more emotion and of course we go through sanji's backstory and then there's scenes where the marines and um connections to the pirates like uh the straw hats i mean and then luffy goes through some things Sanj uh zoro's still um incapacitated right now so it's just a lot going on so i think this episode was just it was a lot so i i enjoyed it though it was very emotional and i think that was a good thing that they did uh i mean the last episode that was really really emotional that hit me to the heart kind of was when we were with usopp and um Kaya, uh, but this episode, I think it was far more emotional and far more uh, deeper than that, those kind of episodes. So, I completely agree. I do think this was a lot more emotional. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love this episode overall. It just had so many great things that I loved from the anime, and I think they just, I really feel like this was easily one of the better adapted parts from the manga and anime. Mm-hmm to live action, you know, and I'm honestly, I can't complain. I'd probably say this is my favorite episode so far overall out of wow. all of the live action ones we've watched. It was adapted pretty well. I have to agree with you there. Like, I mean, again, we, we say this every week. They did take some uh, creative liberties in cutting and adding some new stuff that didn't originally happen in the anime or the manga, but that's to be expected. But like you said, Jeremiah, uh, overall great uh, – homage to the uh, anime and manga, I'll say. There were a couple things that did throw me for a loop a little bit. I was like, they didn't include this. They didn't talk about this. Or this interaction was happening. Like, just the the little nitpicky details that we could go on about that I thought were a nice touch. Even if, like, the stuff that they did that wasn't originally in there was great. The stuff they did take out, 
okay, we can live without it, and I'm not going to, you know, harp about it forever. Um, I want to say there was some returning characters that, I don't know, as somebody that didn't watch the, uh, doesn't watch the anime and not the, uh, read the manga, I would say I didn't expect, I mean, I kind of did expect because there was a scene earlier where they approached the person that was, um, that came up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was just a surprise to see him come back. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to oh, say Oh, returning his name. character? Yeah, I'm not going to say think, his name until a spoiler part. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into their involvement here and, you know, how it may or may not differ from the anime. But just overall, I got to ask, do you, we prefer the more, do you think One Piece thrives when it's trying to tell an emotional story or an, an episode like this or the more action-oriented like or somewhere in between because I find myself when they do the action, it's hit or miss for me. Mm-hmm. Like example being the fight against Kuro yeah. in you know when they were on the island getting Usopp to join their crew. Like that fight there, it was okay for what it was. I just wish there was a little bit more. And I find myself after watching some of the fight scenes where I'm like, ah, I just wish there was a little bit more something. Not necessarily like pull from the anime only, but just like. Do a little bit more. Show off a little bit more. Like, flex the muscles a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, the CGI is not horrible looking. No. Everything looks fantastic. For sure. Like, and I literally mean, like, everything under the sun in this show. <laughs> so, just flex the muscles a bit more of, like, why this show is great. And then when they do the emotional story beats, uh, as we'll get into here in this episode, but just as an example that we've previously talked about, when we've talked about uh, Usopp's story in the previous episodes, uh heart throbbing it got my emotions going a little bit i felt actually like a little depressed and upset that (laughs) usap i'm like usap my boy come here i want to give you a hug like i i find myself when they do the emotional bits that i feel more involved and attached to the episode not saying the action sequences are bad by any means it's just i wish there was a bit more and i want to know your guys thoughts do you think one one piece the netflix live action thrives more on the storytelling or the action? I feel like uh, as a live action, it's kind of hard to adapt those kind of fight scenes because I know definitely in most animes, it's going to be hard to adapt um, abilities and just like the mechanics of fights and their abilities to, you know, punch the person or whatever it may be. Uh, But I feel like since it's a live action and they're more like, they seem more human. I feel like, I mean, I had never watched the anime, but... um, I think just because they're more human and they have more, they're just going into an approach where it's like, it's more real and they're trying to get you to not focus too much on the fighting because the fighting can be good sometimes, um, except in the uh, Kuro part, but I mean, <laughs> you know, it could be an enjoyable, but I think they're more focusing on the emotional part and trying to get to the um, audience through that because there's people that haven't watched the anime or read the manga that are still watching this show like myself so okay i think it's reaching me on that point where it's like yeah i like it because it's reaching me to an emotional level so yeah i am i like what trey said and i actually want to piggyback off of one of the points he made about them trying to keep it more toned down pretty much for mm-hmm. right now because it's live action um now that i do think about it rewatching it like rewatching you know one piece and rereading it from the very beginning, it was very toned down. While, yes, we see some of these crazy powers like Luffy stretching, it wasn't this, like, over-the-top extravaganza every time. So I do see what he's saying there. And, again, I do agree that curl fight was 
massively disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> but every other one so far, honestly, has surprised me. Because while I do want more, I am glad that it looked the way it did at least because I was very scared for it. I mean, I knew they were going to turn away from the fight scenes a lot more because of the fact that it's live action. And it's going to be hard to bring that to life. And they were going to focus more on the emotion, exactly. which I am glad they did because it makes me feel all the emotions I felt the first time. So I'm glad about that, you know, and I hope in the future we do see we do see that they have the ability to bring these fights better than they did this season so far. That's kind of just what I wanted to get like a pulse on how we're feeling overall. Like the, like the show is still fantastic. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I enjoy the fight scenes for what they are and the emotional delivery of the story and everything that happens in between is fantastic. I wouldn't really change too much. Maybe just give more, you know, if I had yeah. to give a critique, just give us more. I'll take more. Yeah. Uh, it's just the fight scenes. I wish there was just a tiny bit more to deliver almost the same amount of impact if not at least on par with all the emotional delivery because it's just like what like you said jeremiah you're rewatching. you said you're rewatching the uh the anime series right now i am i'm still i haven't i've gone back i've rewatched a couple episodes um pertaining to like some of the episode like this episode that we're talking about like just like a couple clips of it basically and there's just like I get the same goosebumps like watching the anime and the emotional delivery there compared to the live action, especially in this episode, which we'll talk about. I got about the same amount of goosebumps, and that's a good sign. I didn't get that same feeling for the fight, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily a horrible thing saying that the show's bad, but I, it just makes me wonder if people who like you know like yourself, Trey, who watched the One Piece live action. And when they're done saying, I really loved, you know, how I felt about the whole, ep- the, the whole series, the fights, the emotional delivery, the characters, everything, I'm going to go pick up the anime. Do you think that you'll get the same reaction watching the anime versus the live action? Or do you think it'll be swayed one side or the other? I feel like when I'm done or when we're done watching and discussing all of this, I will feel like an empty part of me, like... Wow, I'm, I'm not gonna be watching One Piece anymore. No. So, I mean, I might get into the anime. Um, you know, I haven't really gotten. I used to be really, really big into anime, like all the time. I'd watch. I would like binge a twelve episode or twelve, yeah, twelve episode series in like one night. But those are the days, man. Those are the days. But now, recently, I really haven't really watched any much anime besides Jujutsu Kaisen. So. I think um, getting into this, considering it has so many episodes and it's such a deep lore and such a big fan base, I do um, just want to get back into that. I, I miss that. Like when I first started watching Naruto, I was just I was playing the games. I was um, sometimes reading the manga. Like anytime I would see it in like a store or something, I would be like really really interested in it because I've been attached to the anime. So um, I think this would really like feel, and I do want to see those fight scenes too, where it's like what could have been better for the live action um but uh, to answer your question yes i think i would get into the anime yeah it's just i just want like the same i hope that uh excuse me my hope is that people who are you know new to anime who watch this series have a hope like i hope that they're at least interested enough to pick up the one piece anime series whether it be english or japanese that doesn't matter mm-hmm. Just pick up the series and give it a watch and just see some of the stuff that they may or may not have cut out and just see where it all started because, like, we've, you know, we, we're we going to beat this dead horse. It's the Kuro fight. Like, it just, yeah. just that whole little arc there where they're on the island, I think the anime did so much better. There was a lot more emotion. Yes, it's 
you know, dragged out across several episodes. Mm -hmm. And there are some side characters that get introduced that, you know, you basically forget after that. But the point being, in that moment in time of that arc in that part of the series, you are drawn into this world that there are stuff, there's stuff at risk. There's a lot of emotion, a lot of action. And I just, my, my hope is again, that just people go and check it out. That's all I really can hope for as an anime fan. And I think uh, the only thing that's really like intimidating for people that are trying to get into one piece is just the like length it is. It and is that's long, really yeah. it. Like I think me personally and the friends I know or my friends that I know when we uh, haven't watched One Piece or when we were talking about One Piece, we were just like, oh, yeah, I'm just not going to get into it just because it has a thousand episodes. I mean, but I think after watching a live action, it's like made me more connected to the characters, even if I haven't watched the anime. The act, one thing, the actors really, really are doing good. Absolutely. I think so. Um, I think, like, not to ride on Nami, but I mean, I, especially Nami, I think she brings emotion to the character. Even such. I feel like such a cold character, there's so much emotion that she brings out, and especially in this episode, too. So, um, yeah, I was just, I, I'm definitely going to watch the anime. <laughs> me, we, well, me and Jeremiah are looking at each other, and now we're like, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. we agree. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that soon, and you're on the right track. I'll just say that and put it at that. I'm going to put a pin in it. But, yeah, I don't think... There's too much else we can discuss in terms of, like, this episode without talking too much about spoilers. Just, I mean, so our general thoughts is I think we're all on the same page. Better than, almost better, if not better than the last episode. And just another amazing episode. Like, I, I, I have no, I, I'm lost for words. Yeah. I legit am lost for words. I thought last episode, I was like, this is peak. It's just going to kind of, like not plateau in a sense, but like it's going to go down a little bit and then like, you know, be good for the rest of the season. And once again, just they drop a bombshell on us and I was stoked. So glad to see, I think we're all on the same page on that. For sure. All right. That is all of our discussion. That's all we can say about this episode without talking about spoilers. So if you are trying to dodge spoilers, tune away now, put a pause on it. This is where we're going to talk about spoilers. So come back after you watch the one uh, episode six of the one piece live action and you'll hear our discussion on spoilers. But for those who are staying here, hello, grab a bowl of popcorn, grab a snack, because we're going to talk some spoilers. And guys, Zeph. Just, I'm going to start off with Zeph. I just want to say, Zeph, Zeph is cool. I did not expect them to give as much detail to his backstory, as we'll discuss you know, with Sanji, but I just wanted to get that out of the way. Thoughts on Zeph being a character that came up in Sanji's backstory? What do we think about him? Being... Considering, like, the last episode, uh, I wasn't really expecting too much of his character, like, his connection to Sanji. I knew they had some type of connection, but uh, after watching this episode, man, it's, like, he's a cool dude, man, like, for real. I wasn't expecting him to be such a uh, a nice person, I think. I think he's just a nice person, a kind person. Uh, I want to say something, but I can't say it. Once you get past the cold exterior, <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's a cool, he's a, he's a nice guy. Yeah. For sure. Um, I've always found Zeph cool, even in the anime. I mean, red leg, because, you know, his foot's drenched in the blood of his enemies. I'm yep. like, okay, you know what? <laughs> that is a tough name. A, <laughs> you're a cook over here. Like that is, I love this character, and I loved it in the live action as well. I think him and... Sanji had great chemistry. I think they really brought the character's dynamic to life. And, you know, I, honestly, I can't complain about it. 
<laughs> overall, like the his backstory, his involvement, especially in the flashback that we're going to discuss here in a moment, ten out of ten. Just his delivery throughout the episode, and again, we're going to get into it. Like the quips back and forth between him and Sanji, and just how he delivers himself and how he presents himself. I was just over the moon. Like yeah. this was this was great, but. So we're going to talk spoilers. We're going to talk about some stuff that happened in the episode. We're going to start off with the Marines before we get into the meat and potatoes. What is it with me and meat and potatoes? I'm just, but uh, so we're going to start off, like I said, with the Marines and everything that goes on with them. And Garp, Kobe, and Mihawk, you know, they start off. It was their time to shine. And it was like, Kobe, what do you get, get, get out of the room. No, this is a private <laughs> conversation as Mihawk's got his dirty boots on Garp's desk. Yeah. You know, just total disrespect. And so Kobe leaves the room. And they start having their conversation, and he's still eave- eavesdropping. Kobe's eavesdropping, but Garp's still talking with them. He's like, Mihawk, where, where is Luffy? Where's my grandson, basically? Yeah. He's like, oh, I let him go. I basically just said, you ain't worth it. You ain't worth my time. And, you know, paraphrasing, but he let him go. And I don't take orders from you, Garp. I want to see what becomes of him when he enters the Grand Line. I find him interesting. And I was like, again, Mihawk already gave praise to Zoro. He already gave praise to Luffy. So him just saying that to Garp solidifies that Mihawk has high hopes for these young upstarts and just basically just like, ah, I just want to see what happens and mm, then yeah. deal with them later. Yeah. Um, and he even says, Mihawk says to Garp, maybe your grandson will be the one that finds the One Piece. And Kobe hears all of this, especially the detail of, you know, Luffy is Garp's grandson. And while sitting there and is shocked as Mihawk leaves the room, what is Gar- what's Garp's reaction to all this? Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> he acts like a five-year-old and just goes on a complete rampage in his office, yeah. destroying it completely as Kobe just, like, pokes his head around the corner. It's just like, what happened? And you just see the desk is broken in half. There's papers scattered everywhere. The chairs are broken and thrown about. And... I forget what what, is it, what was it Garp said he left the room or something he said something as he left the room what was it he said I can't recall something about I, I can't uh, either. no uh, something about his dinner he said like, I'll be having my dinner in the mess hall tonight oh yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> he's yeah, just he like yeah that. I destroyed my room I'm just gonna I'm gonna eat in the mess hall tonight you know yeah. as as a normal crew member yeah so Garp so we cut away from them we we spent some time with the straw hats but when we came back we get a scene of Garp back in his office Kobe's in there and he's trying to clean stuff up and Garp apologized to Kobe. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are you apologizing for? You're the one that destroyed the room, you know, like, and Kobe's just chilling. I, yeah. I mean, Kobe's kind of doing what he's supposed to be doing, cleaning up. And stuff yeah, I mean, like yeah, that, so. cleaning up messes, but I mean like Garp destroyed the room and yeah, Kobe yeah. knows and Garp confronts him just being like, you were eavesdropping again, weren't you? And it's like, yeah, I know Luffy's a grandson. So, you know? yeah. It's like, I, I almost wish he kind of was uh, – I almost wish Kobe was a bit, like, confident and almost, like, not cocky, but just, like, yeah, I know he's your grandson. Why are you hiding this? You know, like, question him. You yeah. Because Kobe already is a friend of Luffy. He knows who Luffy is. Just – He even says that to Garp. Ex- yeah. It's yeah, like he says it to Garp. And just the whole delivery here of him saying – like like Garp telling Kobe like I've I've trained this boy for seven years and he's not a that's a horrible impression but he's not a marine I couldn't beat him up and make him a marine for seven years I've tried and you know Kobe giving that perspective of 
Luffy's different. He marches to the beat of his own drum. He's known what he is for the last seven years since you started training him. He is a pirate and will always be a pirate. And I like how Garp made the comparison between Kobe and Luffy, saying they are two sides of the same coin. They're like they're polar opposites, basically. Kobe being, you know, the little right now he's shy, doesn't really speak up much. He's still he's learning to speak up for himself, but he's disciplined. He follows orders from the Marines. Versus Luffy, he's got the training and everything. He sticks up for himself, but he's a pirate. Yeah, he's a pirate. <laughs> so do you think Garp sees something in Kobe as, like, he's not his grandson, but he's almost, like, a stand-in for Luffy because he's off being a pirate? That's a great point. I mean, almost I never really thought about it. Like not that. like a father-son relationship, but almost like a step-parent or, like, an uncle kind of relationship going on here. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that um, for sure since it was probably frustrating for Garp for um him not to get Luffy to the point where he wants him to be at. And for Kobe just to come in and be like, I want to be in the position Luffy was in, and I want you to, like, he hasn't said it, but I yeah. mean, that's kind of, like, what's being implied. So, I, yeah, I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I completely agree with what you said. Kobe came in to really fill that void. I do think that Garp is kind of using Kobe a little bit to fill that Luffy void because, like you said, two sides of the same coin. He clearly sees – Kobe, like something in Kobe, like he sees what he wants to see in Luffy into this boy, yeah. and he's like, okay, well, I can't do him. I guess I'll work with you instead. You know, it is interesting to see, and I again, we we keep saying this every episode that we mention <laughs> Kobe. I can't wait to see how he develops. But yeah. the discussion ends with Garp saying, or Kobe's being like, well, what do we do? What are we gonna do to capture Luffy? And Garp's like, I will address the crew myself. So, yeah. fast forward a little bit more through the episode, and we get to where. You know, Garp is on the ship and he's addressing the crew. And this is the last scene we see out of Garp and Kobe and the Marines. And he's addressing the crew. He's like, you know, we've done a great job chasing these pirates so far, but it's not enough. You know, we haven't we haven't given it our all. We're failing. We're we're not doing what we need to do. And he's like, the mission has changed, however. And when he said this initially, I was like, so training arc <laughs> no the mission has changed but uh because luffy wants to surrender the gloves are off we're just gonna keep chasing him yeah. the plan i'm like so the plan hasn't changed yeah. what are you talking about and kobe's just standing there the whole time like big-eyed and the marines are rallying with garp in his words like yes we're gonna capture the straw hats and here's kobe just like dude what did we just talk about exactly. the pl- something's needing to change so do you think garp actually has a plan I to think, get to the straw hats or do you think he's just like throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks i think um before garp was kind of like laid back where he was like you know i'm just gonna let me all handle this you know um it's not really my problem but it is my problem like i see that he's frustrated that he couldn't that he couldn't get luffy um so i feel like he's just gonna be relentless and just keep going after him going after him even if luffy just like gets away every time it's kind of just gonna be a, a cat and mouse chase where he's just gonna keep going it's like tom and jerry is just gonna keep on going where he just yeah keep i don't know, I don't know <laughs> but he's yeah. just gonna keep going after luffy and be that relentless uh chaser as uh, for the straw hat so i completely agree um i think his him continually wanting to go after them is more of a place of love. I don't think he's like, oh, we got to put them down immediately. Hmm. I think it's more, I love Luffy. You know, he's like a son to me. I don't want him to 
get hurt out there, even though, like, he doesn't take my path that I want him on. I just, like, I, I, he wants to protect him. It's clear he really cares for this boy, but he understands that the only way it's going to go down is if he, they chase them down, because otherwise Luffy's never coming in. Oh, no. No, <laughs> not at it, all. It kind of is that, like, tough love situation, because yeah. it's like, Garp is like, the only way I can stop him is if I capture him and arrest him, and I also love him still, so. Yeah. I'm yeah. doing my job, but I'm protecting yeah. you, Luffy. I'm sorry. Like, that's exactly what it is. And Luffy's yeah. just like, yeah, I get it, Grandfather. Uh, anyway, catch yeah. this L. I'm leaving. I'm, I'm running away, you know? Yeah. Like it, like you said, Trey, it's kind of, it feels like it's going to be a a, um, a never-ending chase, so to speak. For At sure. least, you know, until something's going to have to change, and either Luffy's going to lose or Garp's going to lose at some point, and I don't know when or if that's going to happen to either side. I think my prediction is that he's going to, Garp is going to keep chasing Luffy. And then at one point, at least in a live action, I don't know if it happened in the anime or not. I think at one point he's just going to realize Luffy is able to take care of himself. And he, I know he wants to take uh, Luffy down just because mostly because he's a pirate and you know, he's grandson and all that. But, uh, I think one time Garp will realize, like, I can't do anything. Like, Luffy's just going to keep doing what he's doing, trying to find the One Piece. It's, this is pointless, so I'm just going to let him do his thing. But uh, right now, yeah, he's going to get Luffy and try to take him down as much as possible. That's his life mission. That's his dream. So <laughs> Forget the all blue. Forget the One Piece. My dream is to capture my grandson. Yeah. It's quite the dream there, Garp. For sure, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens, and I think season two is gonna explore um, Garp as a character. And, oh, yeah, I feel like the season two is gonna explore Garp as a character more. I mean, we kind of got like the backstory with Luffy and stuff, but I mean, besides that, we don't really know too much about Garp. Not a whole lot. I mean, we know he is one of the fleet admirals, like the one of the higher ups in the Marines, and his reputation precedes him as you know the person who arrested Goldie Roger and brought him to justice. Yeah. It's all we really kind of know about him. We don't, you, well, like you said, we don't know too much else. Yeah. And that's a bold prediction. Season two that we explore a little bit of his backstory. I mean, it might. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying that's I'm even for even for me, even for yeah. me and Jeremiah. We're yeah. sitting here. I'm sitting. Well, at least for me, I'll speak on my half. It's I'm sitting here like I actually don't know if they will, and I would be shocked if they do. And I think they could, but I don't know. Again, how they would do it? I'm, I'm not fully familiar with his entire backstory uh that oh. being garp well as w- watched all of the anime i can also say that we aren't <laughs> still like fully into his backstory yet we know some things hmm. however with the way the live action is going with garp and kobe i do think we're probably going to get some snippets in season two while it won't be the main focus like it has been here kind of i don't i, I think they're definitely going to still add some bits in because I don't see a purpose in making it Garp's mission right now to be like, okay, we're going to capture the Straw Hats and then leave him out of a whole season. I definitely think they're planning to incorporate him and Kobe a lot more in there. So I do th- think we're going to see m- more of his backstory. Not all of it, but yeah. definitely maybe like small tidbits of it. To the important snippets. Life. Yeah. Okay. I'm just like trying to get a wrap and like a hand on like, okay, what could they possibly yeah. include? Because... If I say Marine for Jeremiah, you know what happens around that time yeah. <laughs> and the backstory that was divulged then. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I don't think they would show that backstory yeah, yet, no. but it possibly if you know the characters I'm trying to hint at. Yeah, I know the characters. I think, I mean, honestly, it could happen. 
it, you know, because they have foresh- done a lot of foreshadowing as of late, especially in this episode, there was a big thing they foreshadowed. So I definitely could see that happening, but I do see it probably being more where it's like vague in a way. So they're like hinting at certain characters and certain moments, but they're not giving us a lot of it. You know, they want to keep it like, well, we're going to hook you in with this story a little bit and we're going to make you wait until we're ready to tell you the full story. Yeah. I think that's how they're doing it. And so I hope they, um, sorry to cut you off. I, I hope they, um, do more episodes honestly like at least 10 i want one at least 10 next yeah. season i i am hoping that they do more than eight episodes give them a little bit more time to get into some details yeah. in season two especially right. considering uh as we've previously discussed and i don't want to talk too long about it but i do believe that the alabasta arc is going to be next season which i think is going to be a hype season it's it should be a good time so if they do at least 10 Okay, that's a little bit more time, but I think if they did, uh, I, I, I want to be bold and be like, you know, spend the money, Netflix. You have that money. You Why are you worried about profits? Spend the money, 20 episodes. If they did 20 episodes, could you imagine <laughs> yeah. the detail and the plot and everything that they could, you know, develop yeah. in 20 episodes? Okay, 20 episodes is a stretch. 14. Let's yeah. let's just yeah. call let's call it a buck and a half in the middle at 14 episodes. 14 would definitely yeah, work. 14 would be cool. It's not doubling like 16, but we're almost yeah. doubling the amount of episodes. I think that would be fantastic if they did that for season two. And I mean, there's so many like characters because I know there's a, a, a plethora of characters in One Piece. So it's just like I don't want them to compact so many things into like eight episodes. Like, yes, there's gonna be emotion, but there's not going to be like that. I don't know what the, it is. The character development, emotional yeah. development, just all that kind of stuff is the just tying like, the tying of events one next like one event to the next event, like yeah. that kind of storytelling. And I feel like anime has that over live this at least this live action where it's just like it tells more of a story and it's not just so rushed and um you're not going to be like okay, this happened and whoa, this is happening, you know what I'm saying? It's going to take a slower pace, I feel like. The an- to put it into like my own words for my own understanding, it feels like the anime is like a slow burn in terms of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like The candle's not burning as fast, whereas the live action, that candle is burning very quickly and yeah. very rapidly. Like You're not seeing the entire thing yeah. as long as you could. You know, if, Hopefully that makes sense. If that doesn't make sense, well, then no, I have failed with the analogy. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that really did hit. So, and I think that my final thing to say to Netflix is just, just slow it down. Just, just a bit, yeah, just, yeah. A, just a little bit, you know. I like the pacing now, you know. what I'm saying it's it's pretty cool. I'm pretty connected to the characters. Um, we're on episode six though, so uh, I mean, if I'm not connected to the characters, I don't know. If we aren't connected by the characters yeah. at this point, then I'd be concerned. But I mean, I'm already invested. Yeah. I mean, I've watched the anime. We're in episode six, so I hope those, especially like yourself, Trey, who have not watched the anime, are invested. It sounds like you definitely are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad to hear that for sure. But all right. It's the it's the main it's the main course. What is it with me and food pun? <laughs> We're sticking with it. It's it, one piece, you know. It, you it, have to it's make the Sanji. Time. It's yeah. the Sanji in me. It's the Sanji <laughs> episode that's got me thinking about food all the time right now for yeah. today. But let's just go with it. Let's roll with it. It's it's time for the main course. Sanji's you know debut in One Piece, his backstory and the whole how this whole episode started out with you know Sanji in the kitchen. He's showing off his skills and his knowledge, and you know. Uh, Zeph coming in, why are you in the kitchen? You know, he's like, well, the other cook's nursing a hangover. Do you really want to be here by yourself? And he's like, all right, fine. 
and the entire time just the banter back and forth of just like it could use a reckno or that's not finely diced enough it, i thought it was a nice ad- little addition you know show yeah. their relationship and all of a sudden we're interrupted luffy's coming in like is one of you a doctor it's like no we're cooks yeah. do, do i look like a doctor to you no Okay, well, I need one of you because Zoro's dying. He's got a giant cut across the chest. He was playing with a knife. You know, this Mihawk guy filleted him like a fish almost. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) (laughs) so Zeph tells uh, Luffy, "Well, I'm not a doctor, and the quickest the doctor can get here is two days' time. It's going to take two days for anyone to get here, at least from the island." And he's like, "I don't have two days." And Zeph's like. Sanji, give me my give me my knives, a bottle of whiskey, some fish, and more. And it's like, what do you need all this for? Just give it to me. Just give me that stuff. It's like, all right. We get the Zoro, and Zef unrolls the knives and everything. And uh, I think Usopp was like, oh, is that whiskey to uh, disinfect the knives? And Zef's like, no, it's a good bottle of whiskey. This is for me. <laughs> yeah. While he's operating on Zoro. <laughs> like, that would be a waste. It's a, it's a waste. Hey, I'm just saying, Zeph is on the same track as me. I'd, I'd probably be in the same boat. It's like, I don't want to let this go to waste. You think I'm going to waste it on, like, disinfecting my knives? This like, is for my procedure. This ex- <laughs> I'm doing an operation on myself between me and this bottle of whiskey right here. <laughs> uh, so we, the operation goes through, and Zoro, by the end of it, <clears throat> he has a 50-50 chance. He's lost a lot of blood, and Zeph is just saying, like, he he's got a he's got a chance. He's got a foot in the afterlife. He's got a foot within the real world right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what do we do? You know, what else can we do? And he's like, talk to him, sing, tell stories, just do anything, just keep talking to him, and hopefully he stays connected with you guys, the crew. And I love how he emphasized stay connected to the crew because he already thinks and sees that they're a crew. Yeah. Luffy, Nami, everyone. So. After the operation, you know, we see Sanji, you know, he's hanging out with them. They're all chit-chatting. They're all kind of hanging around Zoro in a sense. And Luffy's preparing, or excuse me, Sanji's making food. Luffy's preparing Zoro's swords. And Sanji's like, you're hungry. You should eat. And Luffy's just constantly like, no, I need to get his swords ready. I'm just going to sit here, you know, just wait and wait for Zoro. And uh, he's the strongest fighter. He's not going to lose some warlord, so... Again, Luffy having full confidence in Zoro that he'll make a full recovery and, you know, just how he feels about his crew as a whole. And uh, Sanji's like, well, what does he love to eat? I'll I'll make his favorite food. And Luffy's just like, well, I want him to eat, but I want him to sleep, but I want him to drink. And he's just concerned. He's showing concern for Zoro. For sure. And Sanji can tell that, you know, Luffy's having a hard time making a decision. Mm -hmm. You know, like, what should he do? You know, his... His first mate is hurt, possibly going to die. Then he's got to find another swordsman, you know, which is not exactly easy considering the last swordsman we were introduced to died by falling downstairs. Shout out to Karina. Kar- <laughs> that was bad, man. I'm sorry. I, I had to say it. I had to say it. But Sanji actually said something that was not in the anime and I thought actually spoke volumes to not only possibly his character that links us to his backstory almost immediately, but just kind of to show how serious this is and how much it means and and that is you know sanji saying being a captain it's the toughest job in the world Mm -hmm. everyone's told me that making decisions is what separates him from the rest of the crew and we get our introduction of how sanji mentions you know zeph and how he was captain zeph of the dreaded cook pirates aka red leg zeph because his legs were always covered in blood and i had goosebumps (laughs) when he said that i was 
he, I had goosebumps for his speech. I had goosebumps when we immediately get thrown into the flashback. And I just got asked, do you think Sanji, like how you felt during that point in the episode, do you think, were you convinced that Sanji was like, yeah, I'll actually join the crew. Or do you think he was still like on the fence? Just like a, cause when they were in the moment of the episode, yeah. I still thought Sanji was going to be like hesitant to join the crew because he still at the time didn't want to leave the restaurant. He wanted to stay. Yeah. So I just want to know, like, did you think at that moment in time he was still dead set on staying at the restaurant or do you think he was trying to almost feel like, oh, maybe I will join if Zoro doesn't die? I think he was like 89, maybe like 90% sure that he still wanted to stay uh, at the restaurant. I think in the back of his mind, he was like, I could leave and go uh, to the, was it All Blue? The All Blue. Yeah, yeah, he wants to pursue his dream, of course, but at the same time, he feels, I feel like he, especially after this backstory of what happened, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, but I feel like he feels indebted to Zeph, so it's just like, it's hard to make that decision. And I think he's trying to teach Luffy to make that decision, but himself, he's kind of making a decision too, so. He's giving advice that he himself should listen to. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I think we kind of stole all so, the words yeah. from you. <laughs> There's nothing to say, really. You said everything trying to be said. He is, like, he wants to stay with Zeph, you know? That's the person who raised him and pretty much took care of him at that point. We'll get into the backstory. But at the same time, it's like he has a dream, and he sees that this crew is filled with people going out with a dream. Mm-hmm. And so he wants to be with them. But he, at the same time, doesn't want to feel like he's leaving behind the old man. So it's just really interesting to see. And it, it is interesting to see the dynamic between them. And we do immediately get thrown into the flashback for the context, which I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll save the gushing about it for a minute. Let's just discuss it first. Let's discuss it first. Hold on. Let's go through the entire flashback first, and then I'll you know, fangirl over it. But... We get a flashback to nine years ago. Sanji's on a ship. He's cooking away. Young little Sanji. And he's constantly going on about how he's going to go to the all blue. And the cooks are like, it's, a, it's an old tale. Cooks tell each other the past times. Shut up about it. And then they're being boarded by pirates. And Sanji immediately is like cowering in fear. And we see Zeph walk in. You know, his boots are all red already. You know, it's like you just got on the ship and your boots are red. What did you do? That was a cold scene. I'm not that was, I, I was like, I, I would probably like die, like faint if yeah. I saw that. I'd be like, nope, I'm, I'm now, I'm done. I'm dead. Consider me dead. I'm done. But uh, Zeph walks in the kitchen. He's walking around. All of a sudden, he, he's like looking at what Sanji was cooking and he's tasting it. And he's like, oh, that's not bad. And he immediately, he had like spices on like his belt on, in front of him, and he pulls out a. He's like, "Could you use some oregano?" And Sanji's like, "Oregano is for savages, you cool person." <laughs> and just you know, immediately gets him, and he's like, "You made kid? Did you make that? Because that's not half bad, you know." And Sanji's like, "I'm I'm not gonna die here. I'm gonna go see the all blue." And Zeph, in a moment of hesitation, is like, "Why are you gonna? Why is your dream the all blue?" And then the ship, you know, both his ship, the ship that. Sanji was on and Zeph's ship immediately get taken over by the sea and we see the next scene they're washed up on this giant rock. Yeah. Both ships destroyed, stranded at sea and you know, their only way their only way to survive is to do nothing but wait for a ship. And we see <clears throat> we see Sanji and Zeph, you know, with two bags. 
and Sanji gets the smaller bag, and Zeph says, here's enough food to last you. Ration it. Yeah. And he's like, why do you get the bigger bag? It's like, because I'm three times bigger. And also, I'm, I'm the captain, basically. You know, like, he's like, I saved your life. Shut up. Yeah, he's like, what are you going to do? He's like, what are you going to do? <laughs> exactly. So he's like, I'm, Zeph is saying, I'm going to stay on this side. You go on that side. Don't bother me until you see a ship. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. All right. Easy job. No problemo. So they're waiting through day and night, and at the start, you know, we see Sanji start the ration off his food, you know, some scene, it's like, we get a scene of, like, the first two, three days, you know, Sanji's, like, patiently waiting for a ship, and it's like, maybe a ship will come by relatively fast, you know, who knows. Day 25, immediately to day 25, it's raining, and Sanji's just sitting there, and all of a sudden he hears a ship, and he's like, we're saved, and he's screaming at the ship, he's screaming, and the ship doesn't see him, and... No, that's that's not a good feeling. You never want to see no. a ship when you're stranded, only to be like they didn't see me. Can't even imagine. I I couldn't that. imagine. I mean I I mean like I've been lost while driving, you know, through a city and whatnot, <laughs> and I'm like I'm like looking at my phone. I'm like, come on, tell me where to go, and it's just like, mm. so I can't. And that like feeling of despair of like I am so lost, I am stranded, like that kind of feeling. I can't imagine that in the middle of the ocean. You have no idea where you are. Say, yeah. You have a limited amount of food. You can't go anywhere. You can't go, he looks over the rock, and there's like a bunch. It's like shallow water all around the rock, pointy rocks below, and it's like can't jump far enough. Mm-hmm. And even if he were to somehow get down, I don't know if Sanji would be able to get back up. Yeah, so it's yeah. like really despaired that he couldn't get the ship's attention, and he lost out on that ship. We get the day thirty. Sanji's going so far; he's eating moldy bread to live, and just. The more that the the more days that pass, and every time we get a new like, hey, this is what day it is. He's looking worse and worse for wear. Like he's getting more and more like sun bleached, basically. And I'm just like, really sold the point of, yo, we've been here for a long time. We're really stranded in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, dude, it goes from fifty days. Yeah, so to... like day thirty, I think it was like day fifty. And then hey. it just goes to day 70. Yep. I'm like, what? Day fi- <laughs> so on day 50, he's looking delirious. He's like, ah. And then day 70, it's like he he's hit his limit. Yeah. He's he's like, he's checking out. He's like, it's been just over two months. He's like, that old man must have food. He's not going to give me any. I'm going to kill him. Yeah. So he grabs the kitchen knife, and he's climbing over the rock. And he gets over there. And he's like, you still have – he's like, the bag was still unopened. He's like, he's got food, and he cuts it open, and what is there? It's his treasure. 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 Nothing but treasure. He's like, where's the food? Where's the food? You had all this food. How are you still al-? He's like, it's been 70 days or however long. How are you still alive? And pan over the shot. Rock is all bloody, and we see, like, a glimpse of a bone, and Zeph's right leg is gone. Mm. Zeph cut off his own leg and ate it to stay alive, which I thought was cold. And I'm like, that wasn't originally in the anime of how he lost his leg. Oh, really? So originally in the anime, yeah. when the ships went under, Zeph goes to save Sanji because they fell in the water. But his leg was caught in, uh, I think, a, in like an anchor chain or whatever. Uh-huh. And then he, he's like, well, I want to save this boy, but my leg's stuck. So he literally took the underwater in the anime, took the chain and pulled it so hard he cut his leg. Yeah. While underwater, and then proceeded to save Sanji and climb up that rock in the anime. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, them doing that, I mean, I'm fine with that little detail change. It's totally fine. 
But that just like sold the point even more of how desperate they both are to live yeah. and survive, just hoping that a ship comes by. But constantly Sanji's, you know, despairing. He's like, you ate your leg. He's like, why are you helping me? Why did you save me? You know, and Zeph is starting to break down himself. He's he's done. He's he's on the same page as Sanji. And he says, uh, my time has come to an end and you shared the same dream as me. The all blue is real. And it's like, if I can't find it and go out and do it anymore, maybe you can. So I need you to live and pursue the dream for the both of us. And, you know, we get, you know, come back to the present day and Sanji lets us know that it was 85 days on that rock. And he acted like a captain. Zeph acted like a captain despite losing his entire crew, his right leg. He's got goosebumps, man. Everything. I was like, I'm sold on how cold this guy is. You you spent basically three months on a rock. You ate your leg to survive and gave all the food to this little spoiled kid. Well, he wasn't spoiled, but you gave it to a kid. Who only, your only connection to him is that he shared the same dream as you. Props. Like, yeah. that is a captain in and of itself. And I think Sanji telling that whole story, as we discussed, was kind of like, hey, Luffy, you got to be a captain. It's not easy making the decisions all the time. Mm-hmm. But that's why you're the captain. You're the one that makes the decisions and bears that burden of the decision you made, such as Zoro letting, letting Zoro fight Mihawk and losing. Mm-hmm. But flash forward a bit. Nami's sitting there, chilling, talking to Zoro, and we get a little tale of Noland, the liar, and the city of gold. <laughs> Jeremiah, do you want to explain this? Because I I, I could, but like <laughs> this was a nod I did yeah. not expect. Yeah, um, I can explain it. Honestly, I was also surprised by this. I, I did not think they were going to just throw this in here right now. It's like a teaser almost. <laughs> but I was like, no way. But, <laughs> yeah, but pretty much the story of Nolan is... It's a foreshadowing to a future arc within the anime. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, it. <laughs> I don't even know, like where they, how they're even gonna do it. Cause I, I really am surprised that they. It's crazy. Did this early. That the arc was crazy, but like, yeah. let's just start off with like, what was the story of Nolan the liar? So Nolan the liar, um, he found an island of gold, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty much came back to his people. Was like. I found an island of gold after he made friends with the people who were on that island of gold. And so everyone was like, no, I don't believe you. You don't, I don't trust you. So they were all like, like but like, okay, we'll go with you. However, the island, due to an explosion, I believe it was, literally <laughs> disappeared. And so when they go back, it's there's gone. nothing there. Yeah. So they all look at him like, no, and you lied. And he's <laughs> like, I didn't lie. I promise. And so they were like, no, you lied, so we're going to kill you now. Oh, man. <laughs> That's basically the gist of the story. <laughs> Literally, it's just about a dude who met some cool people. They were Nothing was there, and they killed them. Wow. And it is a foreshadow to the anime, and, and I guess we'll I'll say it here because like if it comes up again, we can cut back to this part of the episode. But in the anime, what happened, like basically as Jeremiah described, he found the island of gold, like the city of gold, basically like yeah. the one piece equivalent of El Dorado. And <laughs> when he comes back yeah. with the, the king and everything, like the people saying, we don't believe you, we're going to come see it with you. Part of the island is still there, and there was like a house on the island, but the house is cut in half. So there's half of the house on the island still, and the other half is gone. The city of gold part of the island is gone. And he swore to the end of his life that it was still there. And just the nod that 
that whole story, <laughs> I did not expect to be in this early of the of the show, yeah. like of like the what I hope to be a long continuing series. Yeah. So just that, keep. That's keep, the foreshadowing we were talking about earlier. Um. Yeah. Okay. When at the very start I said they foreshadowed something, that yeah. was what I was talking about because. Okay. It is a it like l- quite literally threw me th- for a loop because I I like I'm just like <laughs> it's a hint to such a it's not like we I mean we're gonna say that every arc is big and amazing yeah. and everything but the discovery when the El Dorado and the City of Gold when that comes up in the series I won't yeah. tell you how they get there or what happens there yeah. but when it gets brought up and it's like hey this is happening. Big impact moment in yeah. the anime, and just the the characters that will be involved at that point and what happens, I did not expect them to basically put a nod in, and I hope that this was a hint of them, Netflix and everyone, saying, hey, this is going to happen. Yeah. Maybe not season two, but maybe season three or four, yeah. you know, if they continue this, which Netflix, you better continue this, I swear. Honestly, I do think they will. Honestly, what I think they're going to do is I think they reference it early so that at the end of season two, they'll throw, like, with another like nod. throwing in a little yeah to the pretty much season three like yeah so we're gonna expand on what we gave you guys earlier and i think that's probably what they're gonna do with it just wait because i mean they that's all they can do yeah because yeah. we're not at the pivotal part for that story line to come up yet not yet gotcha. we're far gotcha. out from that yeah i gotta ask for you jeremiah all these hints and nods from the anime and what's to come. Do you think that they should keep doing this? And do you like how they're like doing it? Like just the little snippets and how we're like, obviously we've noticed them. Do you think they're going to keep doing this? And do you think that uh, any of the delivery should change or I, how are you feeling about these hints? I do think they're going to keep doing it. You know, they've done it a couple times and I, you know, think that they plan on doing it since they do have to cut a lot. And I'm going to be honest with you. I love that they're doing it because I feel like it just adds so much more to the story because some of the things we find out we don't find out till way later on but i think learning it earlier is going to add a lot more i guess like you guys been talking about emotional impact and things like that i think that they should keep doing it the way they are especially referencing it so early on so that it's not like oh wow you just really spoiled just dropped it yeah but instead make it where it's like okay then that's something to keep in mind for mm-hmm. way later on so I, I love that they're doing it, and I hope they continue to do it. It just adds to experience for me because, again, it really threw me for a loop, and I'm so glad it did. It threw me for a loop. I'm glad they do it. or I'm glad they did it, and I hope they continue to do that. So after the tale, Nami, you know, so after Nami tells the tale of Nolan uh, to Zoro, Luffy comes in and is just like, oh, that's cool, you know, cool story. He almost had it, you know, and Nami's like, you should have stopped Zoro. You should have not let him fight. And Luffy's saying, well, I don't want to stand in the way of his dreams. I don't want to stand in the way of anyone's dreams, whether they be on my crew or not. And Nami was just like, not everyone gets to follow their dreams, you know. And I'm like, that's that's kind of cold, Nami. What do you – did you have a dream, Nami? Like, what was your dream? You know, we want to know. So we don't get any hints to that right now, but – we got to look outside the restaurant, and there's something in the water. It looks like a shark. Oh, no, guess what? It's a fish man. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not other, nobody else. Who could it be? It's Arlong yeah. and, his, and two of his henchmen. They show up to the restaurant, and he declares he's looking for Luffy. He has something that he wants that is his. And it's like, well, what could you possibly have? We didn't exactly plunder any treasure, so it's not my hat. So what else could it be? You know, what, what, is, what could he possibly have that is Arlong's? Yeah. 
So, so Luffy's while Arlong is sitting in the restaurant eating and waiting, trying to see, okay, is Luffy here? You know, show your face. He's talking with Zoro. Luffy's talking with Zoro. He's hanging out with him, and he's basically saying, "My gut has not been right at all. His decisions have not been right. Him, he thinks he's failing as a captain, basically." Mm-hmm. And he talks to Zoro, despite that. You know, Nami says, "You know, the Arlong pirates are here. You know, we should leave." It's like I'm not leaving. I'm going to protect the restaurant. And Sanji's like, well, why are you going to protect this restaurant? You owe nothing to us. It's like, you fed us. So I'm going to at least return the favor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Nami bringing context, Arlong has the highest bounty in the East Blue. So he is the most dangerous pirate, as far as we know, in the East Blue. Yeah. And Luffy's just like, okay, that's fine. Nami, you stay with the ship. You stay with the map. It'll be safe with you, right? Right? Right. Yeah. I didn't yeah. think so. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> So we get, you know, back to Arlong. He's describing the relationship between fishmen and humans, you know, the history. Like, fishmen are harder, better, faster, stronger. Totally not Daft Punk reference. Uh, (laughs) But basically, fishmen are the superior species. You know, humans are weak. They're smaller. You know, what what is there? But basically, fishmen are sometimes enslaved. They're, like, housemaids. They're butlers or whatever else happens in the One Piece world. Yeah. And he's not happy about that. So we get a little bit, little bit of history lesson from Arlong, 10 out of 10, be a history teacher. And Luffy's like, that was a great history lesson, Arlong. But um, yeah, hi. I, was, I thought you'd be bigger and, you know, and as a, it's reference. like, oh. <laughs> the original reference, uh, the reference that was made when Luffy originally meets Arlong, Arlong looks at Luffy and he's like, I thought you'd be bigger. And Luffy's like, yeah, I thought you'd be bigger too. You know, basically <laughs> calling him a calling Luffy a shrimp yeah. Yeah. and it was just like all right, nice little nod of their introduction from the anime but that's cool. uh, so how did you find this nobody knew where we were lo and behold uh, Burpee or excuse me Buggy yeah. <laughs> I, I was like alright nice name tease this um, time Buggy didn't correct him he was just nah, like, he's just like, he's like yeah. yeah it's like Buggy had his his eyes and ears in Luffy's hat, basically, and could keep t- tabs on where they were. Yeah. Thus how Arlong and them found Luffy and the crew. And it's like, I don't know, I don't bow down to any king, man, or fish, so it's going to be a fight. Yeah. And immediately, you know, before the fight even starts, Zeph plays dirty, tries to shoot him, yeah. only to get, like, knocked back, and then we see Sanji get some kicks in, which I thought was, like, you know, relatively done well. I just wish... We could have seen more. Yeah. And the whole fight scene begins. So the fight scene begins. The fight scene begins. Excuse me. Luffy, it, the fight's one-sided. Arlong is beating up Luffy. Doesn't really stand much of a chance, but they get some hits in. And while the fight's going on, Nami's still with Zoro, and she's having a one-on-one conversation with him. And she's like, I, told, I lied to you the other night. I told you that I don't have friends, but the truth is... I can't let myself have friends because whenever I have friends, I always end up hurting them. And she ends up leaving with the map. We see her leave the room with the map and everything that she had. Yeah. So back to the fight, Luffy and Arlong, you know, they're still going at it. It's like, okay, well, Nami's running away with the map. They're still fighting. I'm lost without a map. What's going on? They're going at it. Luffy's getting tossed around. He doesn't really stand much of a chance. I mean, yeah, he gets some shots in on Arlong and, they're kind of working, but not really. Yeah. And he just, Luffy loses just because he gets splashed. Like, I'm sorry, but like, you get splashed. It, again, it is the weakness of the devil fruit, but I was like, 
come on, like, it really yeah. make him lose in a different fashion. Yeah. But Luffy gets splashed with water. He immediately loses his devil fruit powers, basically. And as Arlong's about to kill him, Nami's just like, why are you going to waste your time on a devil fruit user? I have the map. Let's leave. Like, let's just get out of here. Yeah, so she basically betrays them. Basically betrays them. And Arlong was like, oh, she's been a loyal member of my crew for years. She even has a tattoo it, on her left shoulder. You can kind of, yeah, I was going to mention that. You can kind of see it. They don't show it in the episode, but you can kind of see briefly, like, in one of the shots on her left uh, shoulder, yeah. you see the tattoo there. That is the mark of the Arlong Pirates, which I think they're probably going to show next episode in a bit more detail as to Nami and her relationship to the uh, Arlong Pirates. For sure. But basically, Arlong agrees with Nami. All right, let's leave. I'm going to let the sea do the dirty work for me. He just drops Luffy in the sea. Yeah. And... While and as that happens, Nami was just like, "I was never part of your crew, Luffy. Get owned. I I'm leaving you guys. You, you didn't have any benefits. You, you I didn't. You guys didn't say, hey, get a cool tattoo like the Arlong pirates have and whatever. Yeah. So I'm out of here. Peace. And it's like, oh, that sucks. Luffy's drowning. His life's over. Oh no, our savior Sanji. He he jumps in. You know, Sanji comes along, saves him. And one thing I want to say about yeah. Sanji, when he did save him and, you know, they came up on the um, the pier, that dude is ripped, man. <laughs> I was not I was not expecting him to be that ripped, bro. I did I thought you were gonna say something else. I didn't expect you to say that, but sure, yeah, I I, I can agree. I was just like, I don't know, that just kinda surprised me. I mean it was a complete side note, yeah, he was kinda ripped. I was like, <laughs> All right. It's just unexpected for I mean Actually, shit. I don't know. I'm not gonna even get into all that. It was just unexpected. <laughs> Let me stop. You're good. Threw me for a loop. I was like, where? I was like, wait. Did I miss a de- did I miss a detail or something? No. Just yo, Sanji, you you kind of fit. Yeah, bro. I was just like, I mean, hey, we like him. We were saying. Uh, I mean, I was. I mean, I was saying at least earlier. It's like I, I need to get work out again. So it's like, hey, Sanji, you got a uh, workout regimen yeah, I can copy? Yeah, I need that. I need, I that, need right that. now. But Sanji saves him. And, you know, and tells him, hey, Nami betrayed us. She left us, you know, and Luffy's in disbelief. Once again, his gut has failed him. His decisions have failed him. He trusted Nami with the map and everything, trusted her as part of the crew, and he got backstabbed. So fast forward a bit more. Zeph sits. He's talking with Sanji. Sanji's starting to clean up the restaurant. It's like, look, we have, we got brunch tomorrow morning. We got a five-table reservation. We got another table reservation afterwards. It's like, we got to clean this up. I got to clean this up because... Uh, Zef had his peg leg broken. He's beat up a little bit, so, you know, he can't exactly help out. Yeah. But uh, Zef's like, I'm fine. You know, you got a problem. And he's like, I didn't save your life just so you could only work here. And Sanji's like, well, you clearly can't run this place without me. You, you're you a decrepit old man, basically. Like, <laughs> you're old. You got a peg leg. Yeah. You know, you're out of your prime. What are you doing? You yeah. know? Uh, your cooking is bad, you know. Zef saying Sanji's cooking is bad, which I disagree. His food looks amazing. And Sanji, they're just having this back and forth. And Sanji's like, at least I don't drown everything in oregano. And then Zef's like, at least I don't constantly cry and complain about the all blue since you were a brat. And it's clear that Zef even says he wants Sanji to leave. Continue this dream. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole reason he saved him in the first place. It's the whole reason he saved him. Yeah. You know, I mean, he probably felt bad and there was another reason maybe, but like... <laughs> He want he didn't want him to work at the restaurant his entire life. He's yeah. paid his dues. Yeah. So go. Why are you still here? Um. 
Luffy ends up talking to Zoro again and how he's mad, he's sad, he messed up with Nami in the map. And he's like, I don't want to lose you too, Zoro, so please wake up. And Zoro is just like, five more minutes, just five five more minutes of sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Zoro's alive. Confirmed that Zoro's alive. Thank goodness we don't need another swordsman. It's not like we could find another one. Uh, <laughs> uh, Zoro's telling him, it's like, well, you didn't do anything wrong, Luffy. You made a decision that nobody else could make. You know, not every decision is going to go well. Yeah. Uh, crew's falling apart. Zoro, uh, Luffy's still upset about it. And Zoro, at that moment in time, just pledges his loyalty as first mate to Luffy. That he'll continue him until he either dies or finds the One Piece. So he, he's a ride or die kind of person. And I was like, all right. Basically the same scene that we saw in the last episode. But, you know, that was his vow to never lose again. So now he also vows to Luffy, hey, I'm going to follow you to the ends of the earth. Um, and upon this, immediately Usopp comes in, just starts lying again. It's like, I wasn't worried at all. You know, Captain Usopp never worries. You know, you're so strong, Zoro. It's like, shut up, Usopp. Like, you you were worried just as much as Luffy. You were worried as Luffy. But um, it's like, well, what do we do next? You know, chart a course with the Grand Line. What's next? You know, Zoro's alive. He can recover. Where do we go? And now we're going after Nami. We can't go there without our entire crew. So despite betrayal, Despite all the lies, despite everything, Luffy still thinks and believes that Nami's part of the crew. I mean, I think when she did what she did, when she like betrayed him and walked away with um, Orlong, she kind of had like a face of regret and it was like, man, I wish I didn't have to do this, but I mean, it came to it. Luffy made decisions where put me in this position. Um, but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think Luffy or Nami meant to betray her betray them that or she didn't want to i should say do you think nami had intentions from the beginning to betray or do you think that oh for sure i, I definitely think she had intentions to betray them but i mean as you grow with people you don't want to like i think they were having a good time even though despite all this stuff with like uh kuro and um um buggy and buggy garp and everything and that garp happened and all that kind of stuff so it's just like you go through so much with people that you become attached to them, and you call them friends. And she basically did when she said, I hurt all my friends when she was leaving the Zoro. So. Do you think, though, that like she did that because she did, she left and betrayed them then and there? She doesn't hurt them any further? Or because she already pledged her allegiance earlier to Arlong and his crew? I mean, for sure. I, I feel like she wanted to protect uh, them as much as she could, so she was just like, this decision I have to make to protect them. And, I mean, how long was it about to kill Luffy? Yeah. And she kind of saved them. was like, just let the sea do it. So tying in with how she said what she said, you know, let the sea, you know, end Luffy. Yeah. And, you know, don't do it yourself. And everything else that happened. Do you think Nami has any ulterior motives? Or do you think she's just doing what she does because she swore allegiance to Arlong? Um... Do you think it's her personal decision to betray Luffy? Or do you think... Uh, that she's just doing orders from Arlong, who I mean, like base who who executed the order? Nami or Arlong, is what I'm trying to get at. I feel like it was just a decision that she had to make to just make sure that they were gonna stay alive. I mean, like there was a point where Zora was about to die. She doesn't even know if Zora's alive right now. Um, Luffy was gonna die if she didn't even step in. It was gonna be Usopp. I mean, <laughs> uh, it was just like. It's a little bit of both where it's like it was her decision to do it, whereas she wants to kind of 
I wouldn't say betray them, but she just also wants to protect her fans as much as she can, even after she betrayed them. So, do you think she still holds the straw, the straw hat crew as friends? I mean, she did just betray them, and she always says she doesn't keep friends because she ends up hurting them. So, do you think she still sees them as friends despite her betrayal and what she probably thinks that she might be thinking? Oh, they don't like me anymore because I betrayed them. Do you think she will still hold them as friends and feel the same way that Luffy does about her? I don't think there she's gonna be like. Uh, well, I think because she did betray them, she's probably going to be like, yeah, they, they're not going to mess with me anymore. But I think when they do, because I know they are going to go back and save her. But Luffy I think when, say, yeah. Yeah, when they do go and um, save her, she's going to be happy. It's like a little bit of hope in her that's hoping, like, I hope they come and get me. I hope that they uh, that Zora wakes up and they just come and rescue me from this. I mean, it's it's just too good of a friendship even if they don't think it is to just throw that all away and yeah so i feel like she's just gonna come she's she's hoping that they will save them okay and i hope bold prediction yeah so they declare all right we're going after nami and we get a scene where you know they're getting ready to leave the restaurant zoro luffy usopp all of them they get ready to leave they're loading the ship with all the meat and food, and it's like, why do we have so much food? And so I was like, do you see who our captain is? It's like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he can he can eat quite a lot. I mean, he's four grown men in one place anyway, so yeah. you're going to need a lot of food. Well, it's confirmed to be four as Sanji climbs aboard the ship. It's like, I heard you guys need a cook. Let me join. It's like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, all right, cool, here we go. And at that moment, I was like, they're not going to do the scene where they bid him farewell. And immediately I was like, no, okay, I got to shut up because they bid the far- they bid farewell to Sanji. Like, as the ship's leaving, Sanji goes to the back of the ship and Zeph and all the staff are, like, standing there, like, you know, bidding him farewell. And it's like, Zeph, all he could say to Sanji is, like, keep your feet dry, Sanji. You know, stay safe, basically. And yeah. Sanji just starting to break down. He's like, I owe you my life. You know, thanks, old man. You know, I'll never forget you and you know, pay it forward, basically. And contrast, completely different almost to how they did it in the anime when they when Sanji chose to leave with the Straw Hat crew. It was emotional, and he was like, you know, thank you for everything, old man. Thanks for all you did. Uh, to ensure that Sanji left, uh, Zeph and all the staff basically told him, uh, you better not come back because you stink as a cook. We don't <laughs> like you. Basically, they forced him to leave like they can't they in quotations forced him to leave yeah because like zeph said it's like your dream's the all blue go do it you're hurting yourself by staying here you know you're giving up if you continue to stay here you're quitting on your dream so sanji leaves with the crew making the crew until they get nami back four out of five so the straw hats are basically or almost fully assembled once they get nami back and as they're leaving it's like okay well where did nami go how do we find nami we don't know where she went they didn't say where they're going and luffy being oh so smart for once being like i know <laughs> someone who does it's like who burpee or buggy excuse me yeah. you know it's like he he stole buggy yeah somehow i don't know how he did but he's got buggy and buggy's like hey guys uh just a floating head i know where nami's going yeah and they cut the episode there and i was like that was actually a better ending there was no cliffhangers Thank goodness, because I hated it when they end on cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. But that was the entire episode six. Yeah. And I was kind of shocked that Buggy didn't reveal before the episode ended where they're going. Because I would have been, it would have been nice to see, or at least hear, but they're probably saving that uh, kind of an introduction for the next episode. 
which I'll just say here, when we they're going to Arlong's Island, Arlong Island, and yeah, the island named after him. Well, uh, I mean, it 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 wasn't previously, and then it was because he took it over to makes sense. Put it bluntly, but uh, that this is going to be the introduction, episode seven and episode eight. I'm predicting, and it basically is confirmed because you know, this episode is going to be the entire Arlong Island arc. And the end of episode eight is probably going to be them going out to see whether they win or not. If they get Nami back, because you, you don't know. Arlong was pretty tough. He put up a good fight against Luffy. He beat him. Mm-hmm. Maybe they continue on without Luffy. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm teasing, you know. Luffy's the main character. He ain't going to yeah. die. But <laughs> not going to tell you how he wins. And that's the thing. Do you think that Luffy will be successful against Arlong and how, like, when they get to Arlong Island? Justice always wins. Justice wins. Luffy's uh, a pirate. He, you think he follows justice, you know? In his own way. His like, personal, yeah, his personal justice. Um, Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like they'll, I definitely feel like they'll get a um, Nami back. I feel like at the end of season, or episode eight, um, it's just going to be a full crew together, and then they set off to uh, East, um, Grand Line? Grand Line. Yeah, they uh, set off to the Grand Line, so I think that's how it's going to end. Yeah. I, at least I, I would hope so. Right. Jeremiah, I gotta ask, do you think they're gonna fit the entire Arlong arc in one episode, that being episode seven? Absolutely not. I hope not. Uh, I really hope not. I think it would be it would absolutely ruin everything if they were to do something like that because Arlong Park is so It's pivotal it, to it, yeah. we, we could just say it. It's, it's it's pivotal to Nami's story. Yeah, it it quite literally is her story and like obviously with a character like Nami who We've been on this journey with you. Kinda can't short sell her. You have to give her her backstory. So I think they will have it be the two episodes and just have the the tail end of episode eight. Be yeah, the, be the send off. Yeah, that's what I'm predicting too. I guess we can discuss it like real brief. Like before I discuss like you know what Arlong Island or Arlong Park, excuse me, is just like some of the stuff that they had in the episode. Uh, most of the stuff from the anime was in the episode in one form or another. I was shocked that we didn't see the two side characters of Zoro's friends, uh, Johnny and the other bounty hunter, to give a little bit of context to uh, some of Zoro's backstory and also like describe how cool Mihawk is, how much of a villain he is, how bad of a pirate he really is. Yeah. Uh, some other stuff, you know, like I said earlier, Zeph and how he lost his leg. Different touch, but, you know, yeah. was still good. Uh, but overall, the episode, as we discussed earlier in the non-spoilers, very emotional-driven, some action, mm-hmm. good action. I was <laughs> satisfied because uh, that fight with Arlong and Luffy was not originally in the same episode. But you know what? I'll take it. Didn't happen there, but it was good. But when not flashback to Nami, when she was talking with Zoro that night at the bar, and they were having drinks, mm-hmm. and when Zoro guessed... You're from the city, Nami, you know, nightlife, kind of girl, whatever. And Nami described, I'm from a small village, yeah. you know, surrounded by Orange Mangrove. Any idea where that could be? I'm guessing it's Arlong Island. <laughs> it is Arlong Park. She's yeah. originally from Arlong Park. Okay. So Nami's entire backstory will be unveiled in the next episode, hopefully next episode, unless they draw it out, yeah. much like Sanji's. And... We'll see her story, her involvement, how she grew up with the Arlong Pirates. And I will say, just as a hint, I've always said this. Nami's backstory is my favorite backstory in 
all the One Piece characters that I know of and have met so far throughout the anime. So I'm really hoping they do it justice with all the side characters and the minor characters that are involved in Nami's story and everything. And I know Jeremiah knows the characters I'm, I'm trying to hint at, and I'm I can't I don't I'm not gonna say just for the sake of not spoiling too much, but just know that I'm excited about this episode coming up, and yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a wild ride for sure. But any closing thoughts? Anything that we missed for the sake of discussing it? I can't think of anything that we missed. I mean, I can't. I wouldn't say we missed it more just than talk on it. Um, and it's just the design of the fishmen mm. themselves. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't really talk about it a little bit. I would we say can, we yeah. can hit it real quick. Like. Uh, um, I will say the line where him and Luffy went back and forth about him thinking they would be bigger. Yeah, I think it was very interesting because of the fact that in the anime the fishmen are like massive. Yeah, massive. But yeah. here, you know, <laughs> almost proportionate. <laughs> yeah. It, I found I found that funnier because of the fact. Yeah. And I will say that they look very ugly, and I'm so <laughs> glad they do because <laughs> they're ugly in the anime yeah. and manga. So I'm so glad because they look very identical in terms of at least the facial features and the color. Like they look like the characters, but just in the ugliest way possible. Like it's truly amazing. <laughs> okay. It's gonna be interesting uh, how the side characters and just the the Arlong Pirates interact when we get to Arlong Park, especially because uh, we discussed last week, Jeremiah, privately, that uh, one of the char- one of the side characters of the Arlong Pirates was cut. His name is Hachi. He was an octopus pirate for the Arlong Pirates. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays a pivotal role later in the anime, but uh, he does have a minor role in Arlong Park, at least in the anime, so it's going to be curious to see how they fill that void with him not being there, unless... He shows up later. I can't remember that conversation we had fully, so yeah. I'm still hopeful the copium that he does yeah, show up, copium. but the copium is real, man. It's, I, it's real for honestly, me. Honestly, I think, I mean, there is a way they could work him in later on um, that I think of we can discuss privately. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, I, yeah. but he's, I'm, but I don't know. Now, he's not here. We'll see if he shows up. We'll, yeah. we'll see. But, yeah, the Fishman design was great, real fishy looking. Yeah. I can't think of a better way to say it. <laughs> they looked good. They looked good. They looked menacing. They looked uh, intimidating. I can't think of a better way to describe them, and I think that that might actually be it for everything then. Like, we've discussed the Marines and what's going on with them with Kobe and Garp, uh, Sanji's backstory, Luffy's fight, Nami's betrayal. I don't think there's anything else. Might Like, anything you guys want to add before oh. we do the outro? Uh, for me, I feel like, uh, like you said earlier, Jeremiah, this was probably one of my favorite episodes for sure. Um, this two-parter, actually. Um, and to close it off, I feel like my favorite character in this episode specifically is definitely, um, I'm tripping. Uh, <laughs> Zeph. Zeph, yes. Yeah. My favorite uh, character is definitely Zeph. Um, just the way he did things when it came to Zoro and his, like, recovery when he was stitching him up putting the fish on um his wound all that kind of stuff it's just it's cool to see how long his life how long his life is and how much he has adapted from life and how much he's learned and applying it to helping others where uh, he was a pirate he's a different kind of pirate just like luffy is so uh i applaud them for this episode this two-part actually so. <laughs> all right i think that's everything we've discussed spoilers non-spoilers so 
as always, you know, boys and girls, children of all ages, you know. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this episode for our discussion on episode six of the One Piece Netflix live action. You're going to see us talk about episode seven, or rather hear us talk about episode seven and episode eight coming up. And if you're listening in the future, they're probably out right now. So go give those a listen or go listen to the previous episodes if you missed out and just wanted to listen to this one. But until next time, guys, my name is Sava. Jeremiah. And Trey. And we'll see you guys on the next episode of the One Piece Netflix live action discussion. We'll see you then. See ya.